Thank you so much for downloading this podcast. Do you know that God's word has the ability to make you what it talks about? As you listen to this sermon by Tikatoni, it is our prayer that you will filled with faith, hope, and love. God bless you. My topic today is what? The way out. Part one. <laughs> the way out. The way out of what? Out of what, really? Ask your neighbor, the way out of what? The The answer is out of whatever it is you need to come out of. Hmm? Do you understand? Whatever it is that you need to come out of, there's a way out. There's always a way out. And God has the best way for you. In fact, he doesn't have the best way. He has the only way. Every other way is not the way. <laughs> so, in Matthew chapter 12, um, at your own private time, you can let us start at verse 1. Um, at that time, Jesus went on the Sabbath day through the corn, and his disciples were unhungered, and he began to pluck the ears of corn and to eat. Now, we're going to go to the main text. At your private time, read the whole of Matthew chapter 12. But I want to take you to verse 25 now. Verse 25. And Jesus knew their thoughts and said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. And every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. And if Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. How shall then his kingdom stand? And if by Beelzebub, if I by Beelzebub cast out devils, by whom do your children cast them out? Therefore, they shall be your judges. But if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God is come unto you. Praise the Lord. Look at something very amazing. It starts in the 25th verse by saying, And Jesus knew their thoughts. Jesus knows what is going on. Jesus knows what is going on. He knows what is going on where men may not see. He knows what is going on in the most private place. He knows what is going on in a place that nobody in this world can ever know if you don't tell them. Have you ever been smiling at someone before but you were not smiling inside? Yes. Yes. You know if you are full of the Spirit of God, you will know when people are fake. Even if sometimes you are not full of the Spirit of God, you can still know when somebody is fake. You suspect that this person is really not my friend. Yes. One day, I was greeting someone, and when I greeted the person, the person told me, Hey, brother! And then, I saw God allowed me to see the person's heart. And the person was saying, Look at this idiot, what is he doing here? Hey! Can you believe it? 
And he will say, hey, brother, the moment I saw it, what did I do? I ran away from him. I just left quickly. Jesus knows your thoughts. He knows. He knows what is going on inside of your heart. See, people may misunderstand you. People may really misunderstand you. But Jesus really knows the source of things in your heart. Did you know when I was younger, I was a criminal. And when I say a criminal, I don't mean like I carried guns to kill people. I don't remember doing that. But my parents had judged me to be a bad child. And everybody in the family had said I was a bad person. I said, no, this guy is too bad, too, too, too bad, too corrupt, too evil. But what they did not know was that in public, I looked like I was a sharp bad guy. In private, I was wondering why I couldn't change. Some of us know what I'm talking about. In public, I looked like a demon. But when I would go inside my room, I would be crying. I would say, why can't I change? What's my problem? Ah. Then I will try to be good for one week. And during that one week, I will be exalted and praised. And phone calls will be made. They'll say he has changed. One week later, you're a demon. You're pretending. So this was it. Yes, I was called the Antichrist. I was called a demon. I was called all kinds of names. But the one who knew the thoughts knew my heart that I really, really wanted a change. Amen. Amen. Do you understand me? Do you know that that's how many people don't know what's going on in your heart? Many people don't know what's going on in your heart. Many people don't know what you are going through. They don't know the heart's cry for change. The heart's cry for Jesus. The heart's cry for help. They don't know. When I was younger, I was preaching, I was praying in my room, and Jesus had said in the Bible that when you want to pray, go into your closet. And in my home, the 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 closets are like rooms. So you can enter into the closet. So I would usually take a chair into my closet sit down and close it and say, Lord, I've obeyed you. And I will be praying as a teenager and I'll be praying to the Lord and praying to the Lord. One day while I was praying, I had a vision. In this vision, guess what happened in this vision? Don't be distracted, please. In this vision, guess what happened? Do you want to know? Yes, sir. Are you sure you want to know? If you don't ask me what happened, I won't tell you. You want to know? Let me tell you what happened. In this vision, I saw a man at a bridge somewhere just close to my home. And a voice said to me, go to the bridge and preach to that man. I said, but I'm in the closet. And the voice said, Go to the bridge and preach to that man. 
So I walked down to the bridge. I had not really heard such things before. So I walked down to the bridge and I was wondering. When I went to the bridge, there was nobody there. But when I was stepping down the bridge, I saw a man. He was just sitting down, looking so fly. He was looking normal. He was looking happy. He was looking like everything was okay. He was sitting next to a lady who was roasting plantain. Then the voice gave me a conviction. This is the person. This is the person. So I went to him and I said, I said, okay, now God, what should I say to him? What should I say? What should I say? Then the voice said, just tell him what the Bible says. So I went to him and I said, good afternoon. It was evening. I said, good evening, sir. He said, yes, good evening. Ah, how are you? You know, very mature. I was a small boy. He was a big man. How are you? I said, I'm fine. He said, okay, can I help you? I said, I can help you. How can you help me? I came to tell you that Jesus loves you. The moment I said it, he started to cry. God knows the thoughts. Do you know he started to cry? Then he said, oh, thank you. I said, why are you saying thank you? He said, are you an angel? I said, no, I'm not an angel. He said, this was my last dressing on earth. I was going to jump from that bridge if God did not give me a sign. I was tired of life. God knows your thoughts. Looking strong, as many of us here look. Looking like we have it all together. Looking like we have everything all planned out. Looking like you know the next step of your life. Looking like you know where to go. You know, one of the most deceived people are young people. We tend to think we're in control. Only for you to go, you're 21, you're 25, you're 30, and nothing that you thought would happen is happening. Nothing that you thought. We are the most, that's, that's why when a youth doesn't serve God, and follow God's will for his life when he is young. He grows up a disappointed fellow and continues to experience hell before he dies. God knows your thoughts. God knows your struggles. God knows really what is in your heart. And like that man today, I want to tell somebody here, God loves you. Men may not love you. All your friends will leave you. Do you know that after you are done with one level of schooling, all your friends leave you? Just one level of schooling. If you finish primary, you will not meet the same friends in secondary. If you finish secondary, you will not meet the same friends in tertiary. If you finish tertiary, you will see how alone the world is. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Those of you who have finished tertiary. Is it not true? How many of them are your friends today? <laughs> yes. And then it will no longer be about friendship. It will now be competition with the world. But God knows your heart. The more helpless you are, the more you can run to him. The worse you are, the better he, it is for you. You are in a better position to be helped. Knowing that he already knows your heart. Knowing that he already knows your heart. 
knowing that he already knows your feelings. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 4, it says that we have a high priest that is touched with the burden of our infirmities. That is, the word infirmities is like weakness that comes from disease. Infirmity. Infirm. That's why hospitals in, med- in, in military places are called infirmaries. In the olden days, hospitals used to be called infirmaries, where people with infirmities are taken. Now, Jesus is burdened with your infirmity. That means there is a disease in the, in the soul. There's a disease in the heart. It is in the heart of both the sinner and the saint. Why, could it, why would it be in the heart of the saint? I thought that when a man becomes born again, when a man becomes Christian, that that man is truly free. It's true, but this is the problem. The problem with people not being truly free when they become born again is because though they say they are Christians, they are not Christians indeed. Their lips only call for God. You know, if I ask how many of you here have given your life to Christ before, everybody will. Now, we'll say give your life to Christ today. You'll see that you'll stand up. But I am believing God that it will be your final day. I said I'm believing God it will be your final day. Yes. You need to be free. You need to be free. You truly need to be free. Because he knows your thoughts. He is touched with the burdens of your infirmity. I'll give you an example. One day, I was praying. And while I was praying, suddenly, I had no words to say. Have you tried to talk to God before and you have nothing to say? Has it happened to anybody before? Like, you're like, you don't know if you should start with Alpha. You don't know. I didn't know anything that I should say. My heart, my heart was talking to God with my feelings. And I was crying. And I fell on the floor and I was crying. I was just crying. I needed a way out. Do you know that some of us don't even know our problems? But you need a way out. You know there's a problem, but you need a way out. You know there's a problem, but you don't also know what it is. But you also need a way out. So while I was crying, the next thing, the real you, the real person, the one that is called a spirit, left my body. And I saw my body on the floor. And it was going up. And it just disappeared. And where was I? I was standing right in heaven. And in front of me was a throne. And the throne was covered with clouds. Huge, thick clouds. And there was lightning and thunder all around the cloud, the, the throne. Then I saw somebody on his knees. And the person was crying. Then a voice said to me, Look very well. So I went closer and I looked, and who was crying? It was Jesus. Why would Jesus be crying in heaven? And the Holy Spirit said to me, 
what you are crying about is crying before the Father. What you are crying about, he is crying before God the Father. And he was crying. He said, no, he was weeping, crying, crying. Then a voice like lightning said, it is done. Then he stood up and faced me and said, go back, it is done. God knows your thoughts. Turn to your neighbor and say, he knows your thoughts. How many of you are glad he knows your thoughts? Do you know some of us have come to a point where we're even tired of church? It's like all the church you've been going to really has not changed your life. You know, one of the worst things to know is who you really are that people don't know. Nobody may know how dangerous you are. Nobody may know how bad you are. Nobody will never know the amount of bad things that you've done. Nobody will ever know. Nobody can ever tell. Not even the internet can tell how bad you really are. But God is not about your badness. He knows you are bad. That's why he sent me to meet with you. He knows. His problem is not how bad you are. It is whether your badness will pursue you from him or will draw you to him. But if somebody already knows your heart, what's the need running? If somebody already knows you, why do you need to run when he says, I like you anyway? I like you if you would receive my help. Can you imagine that only a short line in the 25th verse can solve your problem? And Jesus knew their thoughts and said, Now listen, Jesus knows your thoughts and he is saying to you now. How is he saying to you? Through the influence of my voice. He knows your thoughts and is saying to you, to you, to you, my sister, to you, my sister, to you, my brother, to you, my brother, to you, my brother. He's saying through the influence of my voice. It is not ordinary that a young person does not like to go to church, you know? It's not ordinary. It's not ordinary that a young person, say, after now, you might be expecting that you'll be chased and pursued and called. It is because he knows your thoughts. You really want to, but something inside you just can't be dedicated to God. But you can be dedicated to sin. Did you know? I'll tell you something that happened to me one day. Would you like to know? Yes. You look like you like stories. Well, we are all young, so young people like stories. One day I was somewhere praying. Don't think that I spend my whole life praying, please. I have a life like you. But while I was praying, something very, very interesting happened. And, and it's something that will, that will change your life. Should I tell you? Yes, you are not ready for this one. I will not tell you. No. Actually, you are not. I won't tell you. But I will tell you that Jesus knows your thoughts. He knows everything 
everything is the bible says that men are naked before him now you see the nakedness that you are dressing up for is not the nakedness god cares about god is not interested in saying what is in your chest or what is on your laps that's not what nakedness is to god it is that he can see who you really are he can see where you really really need help he can see he can see he can see it and he says to you i will help you i said he says to you i will help you say thank you jesus, thank you, jesus. yes he says to you i will help you he will help he will help what does the Bible say? Everyone that calls on the name of the Lord will be helped, will be saved, will be delivered, will be redeemed. Everyone that calls on the name of the Lord. Can you imagine a young person who has his whole life before him? You have already become a slave to your phone. You can't control yourself. You can't help it. You can't help your life. You can't help yourself. You've already become a slave. You don't know how. You don't know where it all began. You know one of the challenges we have is we don't usually know where it all begins. Like, how did I get this far? When you look back, it was the small things that you didn't know about that was bringing the changes. But you know what God does? God who knows the heart knows how to make you a new person. Would you like to be a new person? Yes. Amen. Amen. A completely new person. People may say they love you. Men may say they love you. Boys may say they love you. Girls may say they love you. Sisters may say they love you. Brothers may say they love you. People always tend to say things that are not really in their hearts. In fact, if you have lived long enough, let me tell you something. If you have lived long enough, you will live to see that most people who say they love don't love. Have you already started living long enough to discover that? Who has already started living long enough to discover that? Most people who say they love don't love. Yes. You always wonder, I thought this person loves me, then what is love? I thought this person likes me, then what is love? You too, when you say you love, you really don't love. It is always with the expectation of something else that will give you advantage. Righteousness is more pleasurable than sin. But sin has a pleasure that is so temporary, you don't know how to control yourself. Righteousness. Look, have money, have everything. If you don't have peace of mind, if you don't have peace of mind, you see the value of peace of mind. You know, now that you are young, even now that you are young, you're already lacking peace of mind. Just be alone. You see how you don't like your own presence. Say, 
is boring. It's dry. I can't stand. Your presence torments you because you lack peace of mind. It's not because you don't like dry environments. It's because dryness is within your environment, within you. You lack peace of heart. You lack peace of mind. You lack the peace of God that passes understanding. The peace of God is more than food. It's more than money. It's more than anything. That is why people who tend to look like they have something, they end up being destroyed because what they have is not giving them what they thought that thing would give them. Do you understand me? Now you think that if you just get that iPhone 12, if you just get that Samsung Note 20 Ultra Plus Square, (laughs) if you just get that iPad 2020 Pro, 13.5 inches, this is the thing. Men will be impressed, but after a while, they will no longer be impressed. Peace is gone from you. No peace. My young friends, this is also why we are not going according to the will of God for our lives. Because we are always living to please men. Do you know, I've seen people who make it look like being a Christian when you are young is a bad thing. But let let me tell you something funny. How many of you have finished secondary school here? How many of you? Ha! Huh. How many of you remember those people who were very serious in secondary school? Always reading, never really playing. They looked like the boring bad people, but chances are that they're doing better than you today. That is how it is. It is the deception of this world. You don't know people like that when you were in your school? Or were you the person? <laughs> were you the person? Were you the person? Were you that person? No, most of us were not that person. Most of us were the scatterbrains. We're the ones who were throwing the school upside down or downside up. When people were busy being good, you were abusing them for being too good. You know? I I used to mock one of my friends. I said, at this stage of your life, you don't have a girlfriend. You mean you have not touched something before? Ooh. Mercy. (laughs) You have not, you have not, you have not done something. Oh, you are not. See, you are, you are, you are a horrible person. You are a horrible person. You, I say, you will not live your life now. He was living his life at its best. For he was making choices with God. I wasn't living my life. I was squandering my life. You see, you're mistaking squandering for living life. What will you do with Jesus? How many of you know this song? It's a very old song, but I think you'd like it. This is When you talk, talk about Jesus. He's the owner of my soul. Is it? When you talk, talk about Jesus. He's the owner of my soul. He's the owner. He's the owner. 
He is the owner of my soul. He is the owner. He is the owner. He is the owner of my soul. When you He's the owner of my soul. Whenever you see me talk about Jesus, He's the owner of my soul. He's the owner. He's the owner. He's the owner of my soul. He's the owner. He's the owner. He's the owner of my soul. Now, if you look this way, there's going to be a beautiful keyboard there. Very beautiful one. And a lovely drum and until a very by the grace of God he promotes us and this place is too filled and the outside is too filled then we'll go to a nicer place then we'll go to another nicer place but until God sees fit to promote us you will also be here singing you'll stand here and you'll sing you'll stand here and you'll act dramas you'll stand this will be your temporary stage because everything big starts little, starts small. Yes. Now, it may not look like it. But I tell you that Jesus is standing here with us. And he likes you. He likes you. He likes you. He likes you. He likes everybody before someone will say I didn't point to you. <laughs> <laughs> what will you do with Jesus? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Today, God wants to set you free. God wants to give you new life, new hope, new everything. I'm not Jesus. But I can assure you that if you stay around, God is going to take you places that you could not dream about. You can't dream enough. You know, how many of you have tried to dream your dreams and seen that dreaming dreams doesn't happen like that? Yes. There's something more than just dreaming, isn't it? Huh? There's something more than just being positive, isn't it? <laughs> positivity has not healed anybody. Positivity. Be positive. You just see books in the person's house and he's nothing. <laughs> just be positive. You can be positively dead. You can be positively lifeless. Positively fruitless. Positively nobody. Positively nothing. It's not about being positive. It's about being full of God. If God knows your heart, I want to ask you a question now. What is in your heart? When he looks in your heart, what is he seeing? Is he seeing a reflection of his image in your heart? You know there are some of us here who are addicted to things that we shouldn't be addicted to. It's not your fault. Today it will be cast out. And you will be made free. It's not your fault that you are addicted to things that you shouldn't be addicted to. It's not your fault. It's not your fault at all, at all, at all. If it were your fault, I would tell you. (laughs) But it's not your fault. You gave room to the spirit, but now the spirits have taken over your life. 
You can call up upon the name of Jesus. Some of you have bad dreams here. Your dreams are usually full of ungodly things. You need freedom. You need the power of the one who can travel inside your heart. Now, I'm speaking to the spirits inside any of you. You will not stay. Don't worry about it. I'm talking to what you cannot see. You will not stay. You leave anyone. You will not stay. And I make you uncomfortable. And I'm telling you, Jesus has a place for you. Do you like Jesus? Well, go beyond liking Jesus and love Jesus. Amen. Amen. Yeah, go from liking to loving. You know, that's the problem with us. Even your love doesn't have steps. That's why young people who can be married, you're saying you're too young to get married. Who told you? It's because your love does not have steps. Your love goes from one to one thousand. Have you ever seen? <laughs> wait, 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 my brother, I want to talk to you. Just just personally. There's no joke in what I'm saying, but but let me just talk to you. If you were in a car that started at one thousand the moment the press accelerate, do you know where you would have been by now? I mean, even parts of your blood won't be found. No, it, it, when I'm not saying that maybe they won't see your body, your blood your blood, it won't be found. Because the level of accident, you, you, you're on an accidental relationship. Yes, you've just started life. You're already calling people my baby, my lover. <laughs> Do you know you have gone from one, you're already on gear 10,000. There's no gear 10,000, it's one to six. You have invented a gear. Now it will come crashing. The worst thing that can happen to a young man or to a young lady is a trail of broken hearts. The point where you keep experiencing broken hearts, or let's put it this way, broken hearts, we have to give it an accent. When you start experiencing broken hearts, look, I'll tell you one thing that happens. You will no longer find it easy to see the right person and to choose the right person. But you will be free today. Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 Do you love Jesus? Well, if you love Jesus, clap your hands for him. God bless you for listening to this anointed sermon of Teacher Tony today. We are excited and would love to hear from you. Can you share your questions, prayer needs, and praise reports about how this sermon has blessed you, no matter how brief? Via our email address at playfan at gmail.com. That is P L E F A N at gmail.com. Kindly subscribe and share so the name of Jesus can go far and wide through this ministry. And until next time, God bless you.